This is an Odyssey original. This is War in Ukraine Daily. I'm Charles Feldman. And I'm Mike Simpson from the KNX Odyssey Studios in Los Angeles, the U.S., keeping the military aid rolling toward Ukraine. The president approving another $800 million package of equipment, ammunition, training. What kind of weapons are we sending? How effective will they be? We'll also take a closer look at the continuing political fallout here at home over how the president is handling the situation. And while an estimated 5 million Ukrainians have left the country, millions more have been displaced internally. We'll talk with a Ukrainian woman helping her fellow citizens resettle in safer parts of the country out of harm's way. We start with the approval of another round of American military aid approved by President Biden. In spite of the president's seemingly aggressive response towards Russia's invasion, here at home, Biden still isn't getting great polling numbers when it comes to his handling of Ukraine. Ed O'Keefe, CBS News senior White House and political correspondent, is with us now. Um, President Biden, in a speech announcing this latest round of military aid for Ukraine, said that Vladimir Putin will never be allowed to succeed. The president also made a point of thanking the American people for sticking with this effort. Yeah. And, you know, while there is general broad support to continue helping the Ukrainian people, notable that uh, a poll out uh, earlier this morning found that 54 percent of Americans think the president has been not tough enough in his response. Only 36 percent think his approach has been about right, which is, I think speaks to why he was a little more explicit today in saying, look, this is going to be a while. We appreciate the support the American people are giving. I'm asking Congress for more money. If they're on board with this, they got to give it as quick as they can. And, and I've now exhausted all the authority I've been given uh, to spend several billion dollars to uh, assist Ukraine. Everything from these old howitzer weapons, which are those kind of, uh, you got to think back to World War II, and you think of those images mm. of soldiers loading up these massive, uh, massive uh, weaponry that you fire these rockets from almost like a like a gun on a tripod or on wheels. That's a very crude way of describing it to people who can't see it. And um, that's what Ukraine needs right now is they fight what is now the most sort of traditional conventional land conflict uh, in Europe since World War Two. OK, so the president has to go back to Congress to get more money. What's the appetite in Congress for giving him the money? Unless something has changed over their two-week Easter recess, it should still be pretty plentiful. Uh, and and there's, there has been uh, a series of trips by Democrats and Republicans to Europe over the last two weeks, over this break. Uh, members of the House and the Senate, both parties, going to try to better assess the situation. They're all coming back to town next week, and they're all going to come back with a series of ideas on what to do. But they're going to be looking to the White House for cues on what is needed, how much that would cost, and, and how quickly it needs to be done in the in the belief of many lawmakers, it's just not being done fast enough. So the White House will say, well, okay, fine. That's the case. You cough up how much money I can spend, and we'll start going out and buying it and shipping it over to Ukraine. You will hear talk of possible legislation to give uh, Ukraine what's called a lend-lease agreement, or essentially a fast-track authority to get stuff to Ukraine, whatever it may be, as fast as possible. There are some in Congress who think it's necessary, others who say it's window dressing, and that any delays are being caused by the mere difficulty of figuring out where in the world is certain military equipment that the Ukrainians are equipped to use, or how quickly can other things that they may need that we have access to or the ability to buy can be made and then shipped safely 
over to that part of the world. So you're running into a sort of unique supply chain or logistical issue, much like the supply chain and logistical issues we all face these days, but with very specific equipment and making sure, frankly, that the Ukrainians know how to use it all once they get there. You were telling us the polling, the support for what he's doing, but also not strong enough. Given the rest of the agenda, though, and what's stalled and the economic climate, is Ukraine the one spot where, where this administration is polling well right now? I mean, it's it's a tough place to be in with the midterms getting closer and closer. And the general belief of is he is how do you approve? Uh, you know, it depends on which survey you're looking at. He's not seeing overwhelming support. And I think part of the reason is because people just think it needs to be done faster. But remember, the next biggest thing the U.S. could do would be sending in U.S. military personnel, and there's no support for that. So he's got to go out every day or at least once a week like he did today and and sort of lay out, here's what we're doing, here's what I'm asking for, here's what's arrived, here's the phone call I had today with this Ukrainian official or that one, um, to try to demonstrate to people and make sure it breaks through somehow that he's doing what he can absent sending in U.S. forces. But beyond that, he's struggling on measures of the economy, immigration, dealing with inflation, crime. His, his, his numbers are completely underwater at this point, really only about, depending on, again, the survey, somewhere in the 30s, somewhere in the low 40s of support. White House looks at that, kind of says, look, it's the spring of an election year. We're not as panicked about that as we will be, say, by July, August, September, when early voting begins and when people really start to make up their minds. And they can see that you know, the national mood is just dour right now, whether it's because of high prices, whether it's because of the afterglow of the pandemic, whether it's just the incredible partisan nature of our society now and the fact that people just take it out on whoever is in charge. And given the traditional history that a party in power in the White House usually loses seats in their first midterm election, you know, you look at, uh, at the way things are being forecasted right now, that's, that, that's what would happen. But you know, it's only late April. There's plenty of time between now and Election Day for things to turn around, and that's the optimism the White House will at least publicly continue to present. All right. Ed O'Keefe, CBS News Senior White House and Political Correspondent. Ed, thanks. The war in Ukraine has now created more than 5 million refugees. Many more Ukrainians have been forced from their homes. They've moved to other parts of the country. We talked with Patricia, a business owner in Kyiv, who's now in western Ukraine helping displaced families. Patricia, we spoke with you a while back, weeks ago. Can you catch us up to speed for just a minute on how things are like for you kind of day to day? So I would say that three and a half weeks ago, where there was the first kind of notable air attack on Lviv uh, with the missiles. And uh, as you know, about, I guess it was about a week. Yeah, it was a week ago. There was another air attack with five missiles in Lviv where I'm relocated. So that's in terms of, let's say, direct assault on, on the city where I'm living. And otherwise, we are with the Ukrainian education platform where John and I, my husband, John, who's from the U.S., um, and I have been volunteering since the first day of the war. We have, by now, it's day 57 of the war, and we put all our efforts in fundraising and other activities to attend to all the very, very urgent humanitarian needs for the IDPs, internally displaced persons, uh, mostly women and children. So one arm of the organization is continuing with humanitarian aid, mostly food and medication, toys uh, and, and hygiene and, and, uh, and pampers. Uh, we are uh, now uh, 
another arm that we're constituting is moving towards residences for IDP. So the idea is to transform as quickly as possible uh, different types of buildings that the different localities are ready to turn over for renovations and semi-temporary, let's say, family units. This is for the women and the children to leave their shelters, which are not long-term or even short-term living conditions, and to be able to at least re-live in, in, in their own unit, establish their own uh, routines and schedules. Let, let me stop you for a second. How yeah. many, uh, because we keep hearing about these vast yeah. numbers uh, of people who Millions. have been displaced, right, uh, yeah. and, and many children in particular, right? So uh, what do you do for those people who not only are out of homes, but many of them, as you know, don't have any ready source of income? I mean, you know, you can help 10 people, 20 people. How do you help millions? No, it's thousands. It's well, we're not going to help. We we ourselves are not going to help millions. I wish we could. (laughs) But we are obviously not the only ones in this. There are many, many uh, a different, you know, either uh, uh, organizations working, urbanists, architects, and we're working with architects and, and urbanists to develop full communities and not ghettos. Well, I mean, this is what the fundraising about uh, is about. So this is why we also, uh, so we, we, we have humanitarian aid coming in from different uh, local and international organizations. Uh, we have a lot of capabilities here, which is another reason why we try to relocate people, because we have doctors, we have psychologists, we have teachers, um, we have sports teachers, and all of these people, uh, some of them are internally displaced, some of them are, are voluntary. But uh, these people um, uh, receive a very minimal now from the government uh, stipend to, 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 uh, that they can afford for now because the budget is challenged by the war effort. Uh, so uh, the whole idea is, is to, we have, for example, free food, let's say, stores in the buildings, in each building, so that people can cook their own foods, come and get the foods uh, in these stores. We need to keep that going until, until people work and start being able to take on some of those costs themselves. When you're doing the work, is it you're so busy mm-hmm. every day, do you have time to stop and think about what's happening, or does it kind of wash over you when you get back to where you're staying at night? I imagine it's emotional mm-hmm. finding these people places to, to to stay, and you're happy to do it, but then at the same time, you've got to think these, these poor kids and, and these women and children so far from where they're supposed to be living. Well, listen, we, we meet uh, those kids, we meet those people, um, Listen, every one of us is different, and every one of us deals with it different. But to stay effective uh, long-term, and this will be long-term, they're difficult moments, and we have to deal with them. I mean, I I was thinking of people I know, uh, people that I know that would could be these people. So, yes, it's difficult. But at the same time, the mission is to do this work, and so we just have to deal with, with the horror that we face and and try to make it try to provide you know good living conditions temporarily or permanently that's what we do that's what we have to do you're doing incredible work so, pa- patricia thank you so much for talking to us we try thanks to your the support of all your listeners and yours it's important that people hear what's happening and and support us okay thank you very much and we will uh, hopefully check in with her again because uh, She's really doing a lot of good work there in Ukraine, and and we do hope that she stays well.
This is an Odyssey original. Find us and others on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, and Stitcher.